And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, just me today. I'm going to do some listener mail. Got some great uh, questions on Twitter, as always. Um, yeah, I've been trying to do this more often, and uh, finally I'm, <laughs> I'm remembering to do so. So hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, before I get to listener mail, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you're an iTunes user, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. Really appreciate that. That helps us move up the iTunes charts and all of that stuff. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Um, let's jump right into some listener mail. First question. Why did CNN think people would pay for CNN? <laughs> um uh, good golly. I mean, this is amazing. I, I've really enjoyed this story. Uh, apparently, CNN Plus is going to lay off a ton of staff um, after literally nobody signed up for the streaming service. Um, apparently, they only have 10,000 subscribers, which, don't get me wrong, that's a lot more than I have. But, um, man, I mean, maybe... Wow. I mean, maybe the least watched cable news channel should have worried about their normal ratings instead of putting a bunch of stuff behind a paywall. Uh, But apparently CNN's goal was 15 million subscribers. Not sure uh, what consultants convinced them that they'd be able to get anywhere close to that. But uh, um, I mean, their most watched show, it's like Anderson Cooper or one of those guys, or or, uh, I guess they fired uh, Chris Cuomo. um, After all the sexual harassment stuff, but uh, you know, like they they only pull like a, a million uh, viewers a, a day in prime time. So I don't know how they came up with 15 million, but, um, it, to put that in perspective, Peacock, which is NBC streaming service has 9 million paying subscribers. Um, and NBC still lost a billion dollars on the, on the launch of Peacock. So 9 million was viewed as a failure by, by NBC and, and CNN got 10,000. So it just absolutely pathetic. But I mean, look, I mean, it's the, the you know, we're living in dark days, my friends, but uh, this is truly a heartwarming story. Don't don't let anybody tell you there isn't any good news coming out from time to time. Uh, CNN, those guys, my word. What is your Mount Rushmore of female singers? Um, so obviously I have to pick four in no particular order. I'm not ranking them, but uh, Whitney Houston has to be up there. I mean, Whitney Houston's one of the most talented vocalists of all time, male or female. So any list of female singers has to include our girl Whitney. But I go uh, June Carter Cash. I go with Aretha Franklin for sure, um, and uh, I'd say Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. I mean, I guess uh, nowadays isn't as famous. Uh, might not be a household name anymore. But if you like seventies music, go check out Linda Ronstadt. She was absolutely fantastic. I love her voice. What are your thoughts on Biden's ghost gun speech? Um, yeah, I mean Democrats going to Democrat, but. I don't know, man. These people, they must have missed the memo that the gun debate ended in this country in summer 2020. <laughs> okay? Like, the debate is over. Second Amendment advocates won that fight. I mean, look, Americans saw the cops step aside and let Democrats destroy major American cities coast to coast. 
Okay, like gun sales went through the roof. And it's not just rednecks. I mean, blacks are buying guns. Hispanics are buying guns. Women are buying guns. Um, I mean, it was it was something like, four, I, I believe it was like 44% of first-time gun buyers in 2020 were black. And African-Americans make up less than 13%. It's like 12.9% of the American population. And uh, Democrats need the black vote. They need the Hispanic vote if they're ever going to win elections ever again. So they, they I, I don't know. Bold strategy. <laughs> See if it works out for them going after guns um, when their own base are, you know, are buying a ton of guns right now. But I don't care. I, I do not care what, what Democrats have to say about guns. The gun debate is over. Um, gun control isn't even popular anymore, especially not you know gun-grabbing policies like the Democrats are proposing constantly. I mean, the Biden regime can get bent. I encourage you guys to buy guns, build guns, print guns, whatever you prefer, as long as you're acquiring firearms. Just get stockpile firearms, my friends. Do the right thing. Were you a fan of Gilbert Gottfried? Hashtag rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, man, we've lost a ton of funny people lately. Like, comedy sure has taken some hits. Um, but yeah, man, he was a funny guy. If, if you haven't seen it, uh, look up uh, the entire thing. Norm MacDonald's funny here. They're all hilarious. But w- look up the uh, the Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget. They're all, everybody's does a great job, but Gilbert Gottfried was absolutely hilarious at that. Just look it up. If you haven't seen it, look it up. I'll post it on Twitter after the show comes out. Why is the tobacco industry immune to prostitutes, and are you immune to prostitutes as well? Well, first, yes, I'm immune to prostitutes. Marriage will do that for you. But, um, yeah, Biden really struggled with that one. He was talking about all the the liberal gun-grabbing nonsense and was trying to articulate why, why people should sue gun manufacturers, which is, you know, the latest dumb commie talking point. Uh, but what came out was that how crazy it would be if big tobacco was immune to prostitutes. So great stuff. Look, nobody's taken my guns. Certainly not an old man who can no longer speak English. Okay, okay. My goodness. At least Obama was a formidable opponent. But this is just, this is just sad at this point. Are you a Ron DeSantis guy? Uh, well, I mean, it looks like somebody hasn't been tuning into the show lately. <laughs> Me and Nick Lind- Lindquist talked extensively about Ron DeSantis on Monday. Um, yeah, man, and I'll just, I'll, uh, just to boil it down for you guys, like, I, I do believe that, uh, DeSantis is the man for the moment right now. He's the right man for the job. He should be the next GOP nominee. Um, and the reason for that is that he can do what, what maybe no one else can on the right. You know, just comparing him to Trump, which is what everybody's doing right now. He's smarter than Trump. He understands Congress better than Trump. He's more conservative than Trump if you're a conservative. He's more libertarian than Trump if you're a libertarian. Um, he's be- he's even better. Like, Trump's greatest asset was being able to crush the press, to drive the journos crazy. And, and DeSantis is even better at that than Trump. I, and, and the the bottom line, because this is always the bottom line in every election cycle, he has a much, much higher electoral ceiling than Trump. And I said this before. This is the example I keep using, but it's true. You know, I had Jim Garrity from National Review and Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown on the show uh, like a week apart, I believe in February. And, and Jim is like a center-right National Review conservative, and Clint is an anarchist. And they both like Ron DeSantis. They were both singing DeSantis's praises. And anytime you can get a couple guys like that on on board, wow! I mean, it's like Trump can't Trump can't even get white women to vote for him. Not all of that's his fault. It's the press's propaganda. It's the Democratic Party's propaganda. But look, if you want to win elections, 
if you want to shrink the size and scope of government, if you want to defeat the left, DeSantis is your man. The, tr- the choice is clear, my friends. Are you a fan of anyone at the Blaze? Um, yeah, there's, I, I don't think I listened to any... Um, I'm not like a regular listener of, of any of the Blaze's programming, but yeah, they have a lot of good stuff. Like Steven Crowder's on the Blaze, and you know he hired the great uh, Dave Landau, who's one of the funniest comics in the country. Um, they're on the Blaze every day, so um, they're great. Uh, Eric July is fantastic. He's a libertarian. Um, he's a contributor to the Blaze. He's he's a brilliant guy. I know a lot of libertarians hate Glenn Beck, but I've always thought Glenn Beck was a smart guy with interesting stuff to say. You know, he's definitely like one of the. Uh, you know, if you want to know the where the where the political right is, where the conservative movement is, you know, it's it's always good to check in on Glenn Beck, see what he has to say. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're good, they're a good company for sure. Definitely support them. A couple more. If the government admits that inflation is at eight point nine percent, how bad is it really? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, just look at consumer prices and decide for yourself. I mean, how much were you paying for stuff a year ago? How much are you paying for stuff now? I mean, gas doubled in price in the last couple of years. Food prices are up anywhere from twenty to forty percent, depending on what you're buying. I mean, used cars are up over thirty percent, thirty five percent, something like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, just look at how much you're spending and compare that to a year ago, and that'll that'll give you a good idea at what the true inflation numbers are. Consumer prices are what matter to people, right? I mean, like, it's not unless you're a trust fund baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're you're just looking at how much you're spending. You know, you're balancing your checkbook. How much how much you're spending at the grocery store versus a year ago? That's what really matters to people. That's what really matters to families. You know, your average American cares about stuff like that. Um, I don't really care what the uh, the official inflation number coming from the Fed is, uh, you know, I don't care. Look at look at consumer prices. Why do these teachers think it's okay to talk to kids about their sex lives and gender? Um, well, because the slippery slope was real. That, that's why. It's always been real. You know, the left calls it the slippery slope fallacy. Um, it is not a fallacy. Um, I mean, conservative Christians were mocked for decades for saying that the nation was on a slippery slope culturally. Um, I don't know if anybody can possibly claim that they were not right. Um, obviously, you know, at the nineties and early aughts, um, I mean, look, we went from gay marriage to teachers grooming four-year-olds for sex change surgeries in less than a decade. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We went from gay marriage to grooming kids, kindergartners in a decade. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against gay marriage. I'm not, but there's a lot of a lot of people that deserve an apology that of course they'll never get or that we will never get. Um, I mean, we went from safe, legal and rare to shout your abortion in 10 years. I mean, it's just absolutely. Yeah. The, the slippery slope is real. My friends, I mean, this is what happened. This is what happens when you let the left win the culture wars unopposed. It's not just that they won. They defeated the right in the culture wars is that nobody opposed them. They did whatever they wanted. They reshaped our culture in their image. I mean, the, the worst thing you can do politically is let a candidate run unopposed. And culture, the culture is even more important than elected politics. We, we, we let the, the left win the culture wars without opposition at all. And now people are standing up. You see, like, guys like Shapiro and The Daily Wire, they're producing movies. They're doing, you know, they're putting, like, 
an astronomical amount of money into into children's programming stuff like that. That's great. I mean, that should have happened thirty years ago, but I'm glad people are are doing it now. You know, you see, um, there's like a couple different libertarian leaning like comic books being published right now, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. I mean that's why I mean the the left doesn't stop, you know what I mean? They they will not stop. Like everything that's what pro- progressivism means. I mean it's like they're trying to advance their ideology as quickly as physically possible. And uh yeah, I mean we went from yeah man, gay marriage to grooming in a decade, safe legal and rare to shout your abo- abortion in a decade. Slippery slope. It's a real thing. That's all I got. That was a short episode. I just ripped through those questions. I apologize. Um, I will make it up to you with a couple longer episodes next week, I promise. Thank you guys so much for the questions, and uh, thank you for all the the kind words and great feedback I've been getting lately. I really do appreciate it. Uh, That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. (laughs) 